If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello again. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, episode 83. And uh, I'm not interviewing anybody today. It's uh, it's just me. Uh, reason being that it's just the, well, the busiest time of our year. These last two weeks, the last two weeks of June are just absolutely manic. And, and I just haven't um, been able really to tie myself down to scheduling uh interviews, the interviews that I really want to do. So just getting this week and next week out of the way, and then I'll get back to um, to, to getting some some really good interviews under my belt. Because there's so many people I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to talk to. Uh, it always amazes me in this industry that there's always someone else. Every day I see Someone has posted a blog post or has been interviewed somewhere or perhaps I've seen them on Matt Landau's Inner Circle and they've made a comment or, or, or said something that that really strikes me as being interesting. And I think, wow, I think everybody needs to hear this. So I will be uh, collecting some more interviews. Do you know, the other there's a sector of people I, I would really like to talk to and that is to to sit down with some more rental guests and ask them what they like the most. You know, it's great talking to owners and hearing from them what it is they do the best. But, you know, sometimes I think it may be even better to talk to the people who are actually the recipients of our product, those who are getting the benefit of all that we do to to find out if, if really what we're doing is exactly what they want. So there's a couple of um, of really well-known uh, in the travel industry, travel bloggers that I'd like to to get onto the show. And these are people that that are either using Airbnb in a big way or are using HomeAway in, in a big way. And um, just really interesting to to find out what they think of of their experiences. So that's uh, that's something I you know, I'm not going to be short. We're not going to be short of interviewees over the summer. So, uh, so just watch, watch this space. It's, um, there's, there's some interesting stuff to come. So I'm, I'm sat here with a nice cup of tea and I'm looking out over a really, really dull day. And my goodness, it's been powering down with rain for 36 hours, just about nonstop. And I have to say it's very green here. Um, so to all my listeners out in California, I'm really sorry, but you know, you've got to come to Ontario if you want to see green because we've had just mountains. Can you have mountains of rain? You can have mountains of snow. Maybe you have uh, rivers of rain. And, and I see from my river, in fact, that uh, it's, it's pretty high. And I think we're going to break some records in June for rain. Rain is rain and poor weather is is something that I'm going to be talking about today because I I want to give you a little bit of insight into what happens in my company. I I thought you might find this this interesting, you know, and do a week in the life of a vacation rental manager. 
Because even though we have upwards of, I think we're at around, I don't know, 190 odd properties now. We're, we're at, we've added 30 new ones in the last couple of months. And so, it, I, I, do you know, I honestly don't know <laughs> the exact number uh, as, as I speak. But I, even at that level, I still consider that we are a small rental agency. We're a small vacation rental management company. We're not the, you know, one of these massive 400, 500, 600 properties that's, that's run a little bit more like a machine. We are still incredibly personalized with, with our owners and with our guests. You know, I, I can see an inquiry comes in from a guest and I'll immediately think, oh, they've been with us before. And maybe it was four or five years ago. But I, I can remember, you know, we all remember these things. And as far as being personal and creating relationships with our owners, that is of huge importance to us because it's the relationship that we have with our cottage owners that that I think helps create the best vacations for our rental guests because we're able to to share what our philosophy of hospitality is with new owners and help them come on board with some of our ideas. And they, in turn, bring us a ton of their ideas, which, which we, just, we just love. So giving you this insight into, into what a rental management company does, I think will probably resonate with listeners who are running any sort of VRM. You know, even if you've got three properties or 10 properties or 50 or whatever, because we all go through the same stuff. And I just want to give you a little bit of, of background into um, how vacationing works in our part of the world. Now, mainly we are, we're a seasonal company um, because of, basically because of our climate. Uh, we have extremely hot July and August. And once the kids have finished school at the end of June to Labor Day, it's pretty much guaranteed that, you know, the temperature is going to be really wonderfully warm. There's a few odd exceptions. And in general, we're quite dry. Um, this year is, is a bit of an anomaly. We've had far too much rain, but we've only just hit July. So that could all change. So the majority of our year, you know, from December, January, February, March is really built up to booking out those July, August weeks. But this year we've seen a, a, the busiest June we've ever had and we're already booking right into September and October. So it's it, it does show that, that, that there is more um, awareness of vacationing in, our, in Ontario and the seasons do appear to be spreading out. The other thing is, is that Apart from one or two exceptions, every single one of our properties is on private waterfront. It's either on lakefront or it's on riverfront. But every one of them has the privacy of their own waterfront. So so that's where we are. Most of our demographic comes out of Toronto mainly. Um, most people are, are driving. I would say 98% of our guests drive to their destination. And, and the majority do come out of uh, Toronto, although we have a number of properties in eastern Ontario where our demographic is from Ottawa. So we really 
people are coming out of out of those two cities primarily and it's something we have to be very very concerned about uh with our screening it's you know it's a it's it's not so easy to have a party in a place if everybody's coming in by air you know you, you can't just say okay i'm going to i've got here this is a great spot i'm going to invite all my friends because then they've got to fly in and and that's unlikely not likely to happen whereas in this location a group could arrive at a property which is just two hours north of Toronto on a beautiful lake and they suddenly get the idea that this would be great to hold a party and invite all our friends. So we have to be super, super careful about who is going into the property and the terms and conditions of rental and the agreement they sign. It's something I'll cover in a moment. So let's just, I'm going to kick off with Friday. We consider Friday to be the start of our week. Um, Wednesday and Thursday, I wouldn't say, you know, it's not a weekend in terms of, of taking time off, but they are much quieter days. They, um, people are either, you know, they're, they're in cottages coming towards the end of their vacation. And in general, they're not going to make a complaint while they're there. They're going to leave it till they come home. And and if they haven't started their vacation, mostly they're they're pretty much organized and have have had all their questions answered. So we are manned on Wednesdays and Thursdays. We're in the office all day long, but they are you know, just generally quieter days. So but come Friday, it's a very, very different matter. Friday is when the last minute is really hit. All of a sudden, the weather forecast says it's going to be nice. And the phone begins to ring and we have call after call after call and email after email asking, what do we have for the last minute? We want to go away for this weekend. We want to be there tonight. To a degree, we would probably say no to most of them, particularly when it's a group of 10 or 12 people that suddenly decide on a Friday morning that they want to go, you know, they want to go to a property for the weekend. That really is a party in the making. It's just, uh, you know, it's a group of maybe workmates who have got together on a Friday morning and it just suddenly seems like a really, really good idea. Well, they're not going to get anything via our site. We will guide them to others, guide them to other listing sites. But um, that is generally a no. But there may be a couple or a, a small family who suddenly decide that, you know, can we get a week away? And if we've got vacancies, we certainly want to fill them because we want to make sure that our owners are getting maximum occupancy. And if they've got a, a vacancy and we know that property is ready to go, then uh, then we're going to fill it. Um, that That's probably something I should explain when I say we a property is ready to go. We don't do property management. So we don't clean the properties. We don't have any facility for for doing changeovers. All of our 190 owners manage that by themselves. Now, this is not necessarily literally by themselves. They, they will have caretakers or cleaning teams that they organize. But we do not have a part in that at all. All we ask of our owners is that they provide us with a rental ready property on the day of check-in, the day and time of check-in. And we have standards that we ask that are met. 
And it's the responsibility of the owner to make sure that property is ready. Now, there are times when a cottage we know has been vacant during the week and has not got a rental for the upcoming week. And we'll contact the owner and say, we've got a last minute request. Is it ready to go? And there's that moment of silence when they say, ah, we were up there last week and um, we didn't we didn't clean it before we left. So unfortunately, they lose that booking. But we have a large amount of properties, a large amount of owners who know the system. They know that there can always be a last minute booking to be uh, to be grasped. So they ensure that the moment, as soon as a group has have left, they don't leave it for a couple of days to go check it. They get somebody in, they get their cleaning team in there straight away. They get it thoroughly cleaned and ready for the next guests. So all we have to do, if we get something last minute, is just to say, has it been checked? Those are the owners that reap the benefits of the last minute requests. So so that, that keeps us really, really busy on a Friday because all of these last minutes have to be screened, even if they are just um, a sing- just a couple or just a small family. We have to be absolutely sure that the people are who they say they are. So you know, if we screen by calling them, talking to them. That really is the easiest way, just checking out that what their intentions are and making sure they understand what the occupancy of the property is and that they cannot exceed it. And this is this is really important because getting insurance for cottage properties is not easy. And many insurance companies do put uh, occupancy restrictions, even on large properties. A property with five bedrooms does not necessarily mean it can accommodate the amount of people that the, uh, that the beds will sleep. It may be a, bed, a property with five bedrooms has a, uh, an occupancy restriction of, of six adults and two children. So we have to be very careful that we don't exceed those, uh, those limits. And the other thing that happens on a Friday is over occupancy requests. And this is because of this, these occupancy restrictions that when we book out any property and the guests uh, complete a rental agreement, they tell us how many adults and how many children there are going to be at the property. And we also have their names and their ages. Um, once again, this is a, an insurance requirement by, by some insurance companies. So we, we, general, we generalize right across the board and make sure we have all that information. So the over-occupancy requests will come in on usually a Thursday or a Friday where suddenly um, Auntie Jane and Uncle Bill are going to come up for a day and they might stay overnight. Is that okay? And, and generally... We are more than happy, provided we know that. But occasionally, alarm bells start to ring because the call arrives. And it's, oh, I've I've got a few of my cousins want to come and spend a couple of days. They want to come for the weekend. That's all. A few of my cousins is actually one of the phrases that that raises the most red flags. It comes comes just a little bit um, after me and my friends. Or what we call the like quotient Anyone who gets on the phone and their their entire dialogue is interspersed with the word like in every other sentence, 
that actually dates somebody very, very well into the um, sort of sub-millennial category, uh, usually about 18 or 19. So uh, they, they really do give themselves away. And when we have a request for over-occupancy and, and it comes from those groups, it's generally denied. And we also need to be aware that all our attempts at limiting occupancy to the restrictions that are imposed by the owner or the insurance company you know might go to might might be for nothing so for for that reason most of our most of our owners know that we are around and about pretty much 7 days a week i wouldn't say 24 hours a day but probably 7 days a week 18 hours a day to cope with any um, any issues that arise with over-occupancy. And occasionally this will come from a neighbour and we do ask our owners to let their neighbours know what their occupancy limits are. And we're not they're not asking their neighbours to spy on them. But if they have a concern, they have our number and they can give us a call and then we will we will deal with it. So we have a number of properties that do Friday to Friday rentals. And this is maybe something else I should mention that uh, the vast majority of our properties will only rent weekly in high season. The majority rent Saturday to Saturday and there's a smattering that do Friday to Friday. So we do stay active and on the phones until about eight o'clock on a Friday evening because People will be starting their vacations on that day. So we want to make sure that uh, that somebody is around and about. This is the reason that every year for the past three, is it four years now, we have hired a law student. Or in fact, this year we have a business study student. But we've hired a student who, who de- we call him, her, the guest services representative. And they are there to deal with any issues that might arise on check-in or check-out and any, and they deal with uh, with any complaints. So this year it's Nikki and she is available usually till, she, she usually starts work on a Friday and Saturday at around two o'clock in the afternoon and she'll work through till 10, which is great because it, it takes away the uh, burden on the rest of our staff who have been dealing with all the last minute requests and the over occupancy requests during the day. So Friday's Friday evenings is generally quiet. Um, the, the, we just want to make sure that we don't have access issues when people go into properties. Saturday is a different matter. Um, Saturdays throughout the summer, we could be looking at uh, anywhere between 150 and 170 odd check-ins and things happen. You know, there's, there's common issues that the first one is access because every property has different access. And we have, we have the tiniest cottage that rents at six or 700 a week where there are three sets of locks, two lock boxes and two codes. And it's nightmare um, getting this information two guests and hoping that they go through all the procedure. Then at the other end of the spectrum, we have one at five and a half thousand a week and the keys in the barbecue. Much, much easier, but a little less secure. Um, so access is is a problem. Yesterday uh, or, or this last Friday, people had problem accessing, accessing Mike's cottage. It wasn't funny for the guests because it was pouring with rain. 
Um, but the moment they they made a call, Mike Mike has uh, a remote access to his lock. He was just able to unlock the door. We're not quite sure why the code wasn't set correctly for the guest, but uh, but it was interesting that one of the first access issues of the season was was Mike's property, but it was immediately dealt with. So not the biggest issue. A couple of other ones we had this last week, this last Saturday, guests arrived and the caretakers had not done the job. The place was not the place they'd arrived at was not clean. And this is hugely disappointing to me. I always feel a personal affront because I'm so emotionally attached to my company and to the guests that go into every one of our properties. I want them to feel that same wow that they have when they go into my Osprey Cottage or Kingfisher Cottage. I put this across to every one of our owners that cleanliness is absolutely their primary goal. And as I said earlier, we only ask our owners to do one thing, and that is to have a rental ready property for their guests to check in. Um, it does bother me that we have some guests, uh, some owners who don't buy in to this philosophy of hospitality. Um, those are the ones I know are not listening to this podcast as well. Um, and we, we will continue to work with them to, to create a better understanding of how guest expectations are changing because it's, uh, some of them are a little bit old school. They, uh, they remember the olden days of cottaging where it was, you know, you were just offering a roof over the head and uh, an indoor toilet. Regretfully, they're the ones that uh, won't change the tube TV to a flat screen and refuse to put in internet. Having said that, you know, the properties are, are gorgeous. The waterfront is fabulous. The guests who do go there in, in the main absolutely love them. So I will just keep working on it. I will really keep working on it. But what something I say to all the owners is that weather increases unhappiness. And if people arrive and the weather is bad, they're going to be impacted in many, many other ways. You know, just a little irritation on check-in becomes a major event because they're looking for something to blame for the bad weather. And you may, you may recall a couple of years ago, I went to Exuma in February and we stayed at the Vine House, which was absolutely fabulous. Um, but we were there for two weeks and we had two days of sunshine. And it was really, really hard to, to maintain a really positive outlook. And I know one day we had a power outage and the water went out and we were not able to get hold of the owner or the caretaker. And I am one of the most tolerant of people, but on the, that occasion, I nearly lost it myself. And I think it was, it was, the, the weather had an impact. If, if it had been absolutely glorious, I don't think I would have bothered as anywhere near as much about it. And I wouldn't have talked as much about it afterwards either. Yeah. So that's really important. We do tell our owners that, you know, if it's raining and it's miserable on a Saturday afternoon, we will expect there to be more complaints. So you've got to go the extra mile to make that perfect, make that arrival the best it can possibly, possibly be. 
So Saturday, we we are flat out from two o'clock in the afternoon because what's happening is that people are leaving properties and we're hearing from the caretakers and the cleaners and the owners about issues that have arisen on checkout. Um, so we have to collate all that. We open cases. We use um, we use software called Zoho, which is customer management system. So we have all our all our properties on there, all our owners, and then we can record the cases. So when uh, when it comes to either talking to the guests or talking to the owners, everything is recorded. So that's that's down to Nikki. She keeps that all up to date. So it could be an owner calling to report a. a report some damage uh, to make a claim, make a claim on a damage deposit. We rarely, rarely charge damage deposits. Um, I actually don't agree with them. I, I make that very, very clear. I don't, I've never, except bar one and one, and I've mentioned this before, um, in the 15 years I've been renting, charged one damage deposit in the seven properties we've had. I just don't see the point of them. However, we do, uh, we do have credit card authorizations. We, we've never cashed a damage deposit before a guest goes in. If damage arises, then we will make the charge on the credit card uh, and discuss it with, uh, with guest and owner. That's part of Nikki's job. She does that mediation between the guest, between the owner. We often get into this he said, she said situation. Um, the, the owner says one thing, the guest said the other. Uh, we're not there on site to talk to either party face to face, so it's it's a it's a very delicate balance to to keep both parties relatively happy. And we actually it's, it's not possible to have them them both completely happy. But to the greatest degree, Nikki's job is to balance their their needs and balance the the accounts of of what happened. So that's, you know, from about yeah, midday to about three, four o'clock, Nikki's dealing with that. And then at four o'clock, of course, we've got this onslaught of check-ins. I always find it quite exciting. You know, the phone rings. It's another problem to deal with. Getting those problems resolved is fantastic. So it keeps us busy on a Saturday right through till, I mean, I usually finish around eight o'clock. And then Nikki's there until 10. My business partner, Craig, will be online till probably 10 o'clock as well. And then we have a call center, uh, a local call center that deals with anything after that. And we do get paged. And we've been paged at 11 o'clock at night, midnight. Somebody's got themselves lost way out in the, in the, in the country. Um, they found a cell signal and and we have to guide them in because uh, it it it's it can be tough in some places to to find some of these cottages in the dark so uh, usually yeah i'm done by eight o'clock and i leave it to the other guys so i'm up first thing sunday morning because what we ask of our guests is if if they have any issues they report them to us uh, within 24 hours so there's always a trickle of those coming in on a Sunday morning and they might be minor such as, you know, a screen door is off the runners or there's a missing oars for a rowboat. Um, if, if, it was, if it was raining on the Saturday and it's still miserable on the Sunday, then we know there's going to be more issues. And we've always said that, uh, you know, what happens when the, when the weather's bad on a Saturday 
is that guests will start nitpicking around the cottage because, as I just said, they want to find something to put the blame on for the fact they're feeling miserable because they know there's nothing they can do about the weather. You remember that wonderful that Alan Sherman song, Camp Granada? Hello, mudder, hello, fodder. Here I am at Camp Granada. Camp is very entertaining. And they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining. Well, we're just waiting for that, for the last verse, if you remember that last verse, when the sun actually does come out, because that really makes a difference. All the complaints stop and people seem to be pretty happy. So, yes, yeah, Sunday and Sunday's very weather dependent, very weather dependent. If um, if the weather's icky, we're going to get a ton more complaints. If the weather's gorgeous, everybody's out there enjoying the water, having fun. And, and we could have a very, very quiet day. So Monday, the busiest day of the week. Uh, reason is that the people that left properties on the Saturday leave it to Monday to let us know if something went wrong during the week. Mainly they're, they're back at work. If, and you know, I have to say, if the, weather, if the weather was rotten, they get to work and I guess their workmates are saying, oh, what a shame about the weather. You must have had a rotten week. And they tend to start going negative about it and blaming the property for the, the poor vacation they had. So there may be the odd complaint that the property was not what they expected, and they'll be looking at the um, they'll be looking at the listing to see if there was anything that was said in the listing that uh, that was not reflected in what they experienced. And sometimes, you know, I may find that I had a little bit of a runaway in my text and said something that that they didn't feel that matched up to the experience. So, so maybe we have to explain uh, explain that a little. Um, we'll also get calls from guests in cottages, you know, that they went in on the Saturday. Um, they're calling about stuff they didn't want to bother us with over the weekend, but wish they had. So it could be the internet went out or the satellite TV uh, is, is not working correctly or they can't find um, a remote control, something like that. It's lots of little things and I'm guessing in vacation rental management companies where they have a property management arm that's who would deal with all those little bits and pieces but because we don't do property management um, all these things do come into us and we have to deal with them because as far as we possibly can we don't uh, we don't put the burden onto our owners unless we absolutely have to and normally that would be things like you know that the a water pump is not working or you know it's a facility in the property that we know nothing about and that we can't help with that would be the only time that we bring an owner into in you know, into play and uh, and ask them to help us out so monday is a pretty pretty manic day and uh it's always, we always heave this great sigh of relief when it comes to the end. So Tuesday's the day when Craig and Nikki and myself get together and, and have a meeting to discuss the issues that everything that came up over the weekend, how, how they were handled and what the resolutions are. Um, sometimes they're very, very quick. You know, we're just talking about access. 
and and why a code wasn't input correctly and how the guest handled it and is everything okay sometimes they're they're um, more longer running issues that require a bit more investigation um, to ensure that we have we have everybody's side of a story. So let's say it's it's an issue about damage after a guest has left a property and an owner's claim for on a damage deposit. Well, then we want to to make sure we have a full set of photographs. We want to make sure we have everything in hand before we go to the guest and tell them that um, there's going to be a charge on the damage deposit. So, so that can be, you know, that can be a little bit lengthy. The meeting usually goes on about two hours, but by the end of it, we're usually pretty happy that everything's uh, in place for the upcoming week. Um, and then we're dealing with upcoming issues um, on a Tuesday and it could be things that we have to let guests know about. Now, some, it, this is not going to happen, I don't think. And but but it was big last year was fire bans. I mean, in our area, everybody loves to have a campfire. Uh, it's an integral part of going on a cottage vacation. So being told that they cannot have a campfire because of a fire ban is extremely disappointing. But if there is a fire ban because of, of drought conditions then we have to get this information out to every guest. And there could be drought conditions in one area of Ontario and not another. So it's it's very important that we're telling the right people the right information. So that's something we deal with uh, on a usually a Tuesday and maybe it goes into Wednesday. And anything else that might be upcoming that uh, that everybody needs to know before before our little bit of downtime on Wednesday and Thursday. So there you are. That's. I hope you're still with me. So there you are. That's really my week in a in a nutshell. And as I'm as I'm actually recording this on a Monday, our busiest day of the week, uh, and it yeah, it absolutely has been. But this is fun. It's it's an amazing job to be in there's something absolutely new something that can often blow us away every single day when something occurs or somebody asks a question that nobody's ever asked before and after after 12 years these things still happen so that's it that's our week in a nutshell um and here we are first week of july um nine weeks to go i shouldn't say it like that but we've just started off this season with you know, the worst weather possible. And my heart always goes out to all the all the people that have been looking forward to their vacations for months and months and months. And and they're getting the the wet, cold weather, which is, is just not it's what's well, just so unusual for Ontario. But whatever, we can't do anything about that. And we will just uh, go onwards and upwards and uh, continue to make dreams for our rental guests and money for our owners. I hope you enjoyed that little insight into what we do in a rental vacation rental management agency. Um, I know for many, you're going to have an entirely different experience because in areas like Orlando, you have high season all year round. Um, I'm not sure I'd be great at that um you know as we get to labor day i can't wait and we, we just sort of count the days 
because once the uh, once we get to uh, September, it's as if the gates of Toronto shut and people stop coming out, and everything begins to everything slows down. It's a whole different it's a whole different demographic. You know, people are much more laid back. They're just coming away for for weekends to see the fall colours. Um, and then we get into the winter and the beginning of the next summer season. I'd love to hear from you with, you know, to let me know how different your weeks are in your agency. That would be, that would be so cool to hear. And, you know, um, I have heard from, from a few uh, agency owners recently and I am going to get back to you. I, I promise it's just this last two weeks have been completely, completely manic and I don't know where that time has gone, but I am now, I, w- I will be getting back to everybody who sends an email to me at heather at cottageblogger.com. If you've got any comments, please go down to the uh, bottom of the show notes. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you think we're completely nuts or we could be doing something ever so much better. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'm sure we could probably streamline our business no end. Um, so maybe when we get through to September, October this year, we'll we'll start looking at at better ways of doing things. Uh, that's what we do every September and October. I really appreciate you stopping by and listening. It's it's great fun to do these, and I'm so pleased to hear that so many of you enjoy them. So thank you so much, and I'll look forward to being with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.